So how is everybody? How's everybody on internet land? You can't respond to me, but it's okay. This morning, we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit more about sanctification. Everybody who has talked in the devotions has um, communicated very well the meaning of sanctification, the, uh, the workings of sanctification, and the elements of sanctification that um, are kind of obvious in their lives. So it's been really good, very encouraging messages. I encourage you to go back to YouTube and watch any of those. Uh, today, we're going to be doing our Q&A. Uh, in the main service, and that Q&A is going to hopefully answer nine questions. I'm going to just read those questions to you, and then I want to talk to you about a brief aspect of sanctification that sometimes goes missing when we're talking about this topic. So the questions this morning are going to be this. uh, What is sanctification? And we're going to have the group of guys define that. Number two, what are some common excuses for not being sanctified? Uh, those excuses include lots of things like, I'm already good enough, you know, stuff like that. Number three, why is it important that we are sanctified? Uh, what or who are we aiming for? Question number four, how would you encourage someone to start and uh, or follow through with their sanctification? That's a pastoral question there. Number five, what areas of our lives do we work on uh, in our sanctification? Number six, how important is our confession of our sins to God, ourselves, and other people in sanctification? Uh, Question number seven is how important is humility in sanctification? Question number eight will be what is the frequency uh, of our maintenance of sanctification? And that's going to go a little bit where I'm going today. And then number nine is prayer in our sanctification. The thing that I wanted to bring up about sanctification is that sanctification is this uh, process that is both God working and people working. And this is the part that is often missing. Either, either we believe that God is doing all the work, or we believe we're doing all the work, and we miss the idea that there is a, there is a community happening, there is a, a joint effort that is taking place inside of our sanctification. So I have a bunch of scriptures here that I want to read to you, a bunch meaning like six or seven, but uh, that I want you to know, and if you're interested in these uh, these topics or these ideas, please write them down so that you can study them on your own. In John chapter 17, 17, Jesus is recorded as uh, giving his high priestly prayer, and, and he prays for three main groups with this prayer. He prays for First, for the apostles, the twelve. He prays then for the disciples and uh, those who believe. Then he prays for the world who will believe through their message. Okay, so it's really important, contrary to some teachers out there, Jesus is in fact praying for the world. He deeply wants the world to be rescued and to be saved. Uh, He is simply waiting to the end to pray for them. Uh, And by the way, when Jesus uttered that prayer, The world he was praying for, thanks be to him, was you and I. (laughs) If it wasn't, uh, we would have uh, a problem. Or you and me, I suppose, is the right way to say that. But anyway, so, uh, so Jesus prays for these three groups of people. And in one element of this, John 17, 17, Jesus is praying for his disciples. And he says this word, or says this phrase, Sanctify them in the truth, your word is truth. So who is he praying to? 
He's praying to God. And what is he asking God to do? Sanctify his people. He's asking him to do this job of sanctification. Um, He is asking him to do it through a mechanism. What's the mechanism? The word, right? He says it. He says, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is the truth. Now, don't get this confused. Jesus himself is the word. He is the logos. But he's not saying, sanctify them through the truth. I am the truth. He's already said that. He literally is saying that God's word, what God speaks, what God says is true. And we have that recorded in the scriptures. And so part of our sanctification requires the word of God. So right away, we have this element of God plus in our sanctification. There is God and there is the word that he spoke to us, which guess what? We have to read (laughs) and it is going to be working inside of us at all times. Now, that sanctification is deeply or intimately connected to our salvation, and we see this when we look at passages. um, Let's deal with passages like 2 Thessalonians 2.13. 2 Thessalonians 2.13 says this, But we should always give thanks to God for you, brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God has chosen you from the beginning for salvation. Now, if we stop there, that's a very curious line, isn't it? God chose you from the beginning of the world for salvation. That sounds like something that I've talked against over time. Yeah, because it goes on. And it says that God has chosen you from the beginning for salvation through something. What's the through? Sanctification. Our salvation, and this is a hard pill for us to swallow, our sanctification or our salvation comes through this process of sanctification. Adam defined it as looking more like Jesus. That's really the most boiled down definition of what sanctification is. It's us looking more and more like Jesus over time. But our salvation comes through that. How many of you know that the Bible says that we are saved, we are being saved, uh, and we will be saved? Well, which is it? Yes. (laughs) it's all of that right and so God tells us that the instrument of our salvation the one who did the saving 2,000 years ago as a matter of fact the one who planned the salvation before the foundation of the world did that our salvation is done okay for those who will believe our salvation is happening in that we are working out our salvation with fear and trembling we are honoring God every day of our life and we are walking out his truth But our salvation is coming because sanctification is the instrument, the mechanism through which we are saved. This is clearly what 2 Thessalonians has told us. So God has chosen you from the beginning for salvation through sanctification. And now, who helps with this? By the Spirit and faith in the truth. Here's both, right here. God himself, by the Spirit, and what else? Faith in the truth. And what is truth according to the last passage that we read? His word is truth. So what is happening? The spirit of God is sanctifying us and so is our trust in his truth. Both of these things are always working together. You don't get to sit on your uh, holy couch and say, God's going to save me in the end. And you don't get to say, I'm responsible for all of my salvation. 
What you get to say is God is working in me and he has got his word in my life and he has called me to follow it. So all of this is part of sanctification and ultimately salvation. Galatians 2.20 and Romans 6.6 6 and 7 tie this deeply with uh, our running away from or our uh, putting down sin. Galatians 2.20 says this, I have been crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. In the Son of God, he is also the truth, remember that, who loved me and gave himself up for me. How many of you can say every day of your life, you can say, it's not me living, it's Jesus? Because I can't always say that. I think many days I'm like, oh yeah, it's me. I'm loud and clear today. But what we're looking for is a life that is lived where Christ is living within us. What does that mean? It means ooey-gooey weird spiritual stuff where Jesus possesses your body and takes over. No, that's not what it means. It means that you and I are a people who live according to his truth by faith. And when we do that, guess who's living in you? Christ. Not you. You don't get the credit. You can't pat yourself on the back. You simply say, I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. Amen? Then we've got Romans chapter 6, verses 6 and 7. Know this, that our old self was crucified with him. Where's your old self, church? Dead. (laughs) Crucified. It's important. It was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with. Okay, so wait a minute. Crucified past tense. Done. Our sin might be done away with. Present active. What's happening here? It's the now and the not yet of God's kingdom. Always working. We are being saved. We are being saved through sanctification. Our old self, although dead, is slowly fading away. Is slowly being done away with. How many of you can uh, attest to the fact that when you got saved, you were not perfect right away? You better raise your daggone hands. Okay. Right? We, we, we were not perfect right off the bat. Doesn't it, doesn't it confuse you, though, when the Bible says, you're Christ, you know, or Christ in you, the hope of glory. He's living in you. It's not you, it's Christ. And you're like, awesome. And then you go, why do I keep sinning? Isn't that confusing? It's confusing because you've been told something that's not correct. You were not saved to perfection. You are declared perfect. You are declared righteous. You are declared set apart. But my goodness, do we need work, right? Oil changes every day. Okay, so it's really important stuff. So he says, in order that our body of sin might be done away with, so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. So what's the fight here? To no longer be slaves to sin. To be free. How are we free? Through sanctification. Through obedience to truth. For he who has died is freed from sin. So we are free, and we're being freed. All of this is really important. Philippians chapter 1-6 says this, For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. Who's perfecting the work? Who's perfecting the work, church? Say it out loud. Christ. He who began it in you. 
So he who began it in you is carrying it out. But what have we just learned? Is he carrying it out? Does he just override your will? No. What is he, how is he doing it? He's given you what? His word. He's given you truth. And he's told you, submit. That's how he's doing it. Because he is working with us in all things. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 21 through 24. But examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. Who's holding fast here? You are. We are, right? Abstain from every form of evil. Who's abstaining? We are, right? Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. Well, that's confusing. He is sanctifying you. He sanctifies you every time you submit to his truth. It is not God or you. It is both. And he is working in you. So he goes on and he says this. And may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he who calls you and he also will bring it to pass. He is going to bring about your absolute perfection. He is going to bring about your preservation if you will trust him. Amen? So who's responsible for sanctification so far? Us. God and us. Right? God and his people. Last verse. 2 Timothy 2, 20 and 21. And this is an answer to uh, this metaphor that recurs in the Bible. It's found in Jeremiah. It's found again in Romans. And it's all about the potter and his vessels. But 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 20 and 21 says it so powerfully. None of us want to be vessels of wrath. None of us want to be thrown away by God. Right? Well, good. You have a choice in this. 2 Timothy 2, 20 and 21. Now, in a large house, there are not only gold and silver vessels, but also vessels of wood and of earthenware, and some to honor and some to dishonor. Therefore, listen to this, church. If anyone cleanses himself from these things, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified, useful to the master, prepared for every good work. So what's your responsibility? Cleanse yourself. Isn't that amazing? Cleanse yourself. Why are you cleansing yourself? You're running away from that which causes you dishonor and you're cleansing yourself to be made of honor. What are we doing in this process? Sanctifying. Being sanctified. So, we've talked a lot about sanctification over the past couple of weeks, and we've answered great questions, and we're going to answer great questions today. But the question that I want you to know and walk away with today is this. Sanctification is a process that God is doing and you are doing. Don't think it's one or the other. It is both and at all times. Amen?